The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Voice America welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now, here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Welcome back, everybody, and Happy New Year. It is 2011, and I think it's going to be a much better year than some of the years that we've all seen in recent times. Um, we, we came back from our holiday season, and we saw in the news that there were lots of new couplings um, in the world of celebrities, for those that are hooked to TMZ and Extra and Entertainment Tonight, we see that Natalie Portman is pregnant and engaged to the choreographer from Black Swan. We see that Christina Aguilera is going around France with her, you know, production assistant from Burlesque, um, my, my, Matt Rutler. We see Reese Witherspoon together with an agent and Jenny McCarthy with another agent and then of course there's the royal um, the royal engagement and there seems to be quote unquote love all around the world and I thought that it would be great to have a, as a guest on the show family attorney Maya Shulman to talk about some of the things that go on perhaps behind the scenes when people with means or wealth um, do get married and what's really, really important in putting together prenuptial contracts and what that really means and really talking about the basics of family law. So we're going to start talking about some of the basics and then we'll have a little bit of fun in trying to decipher perhaps what may go on behind the scenes when people do things that are right and think with their heads and not only with their hearts or their hormones. Welcome, Maya. Good morning, Cindy. Happy New Year. And Happy New Year to you. Congratulations on your new family member. Thank you very much. You see, I had to make mention. How uh, is it going with the new puppy? It's a puppy. She's European, as uh, that's what I've been told. She's a blonde, so I think she's consistent with California provisions of California residency. Most of the people here tend to be blonde or blondish. So <laughs> they're they're blonde, and right the blonde in. makes them really smart, right? Well, I hope that's not an indication because if this was in California, we'll have the highest nationwide IQ, <laughs> which I'm not sure I found that to be the case, but be it as it may, she's adorable. Well, I'm, I'm really, really happy that she finally came home because I know that there was a waiting time. Yes, there was. like any other surrogate, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and she sounds like she's lots of fun. Abigail, right? She, she's Abby. She's Abby. Abby after we're huge fans of NCIS. This is our favorite show. And so she's Abby, and she's wonderful. Oh, okay. Well, welcome, Abby. I know that you're in a really great home, and um, I want to wish happy holidays and best of luck to you all and enjoying the new pup. Thank and, you very much. Um, but now going to 
uh, more mechanical, mundane, and boring things. Um, my, uh, you're the manage, you're a managing partner, am I correct, with Edelman and Seide? That is correct. And um, you really do know what goes on in and out in the family court system, pretty much at least in the state of California, but, you know, as a New Yorker once upon a time, I know that you are certainly familiar with how family law might differ a little bit from state to state, and I really wanted the listeners to hear a little bit about the basics. So let's talk about, let's, let's define for the listeners you know, focusing on the state of California, which is a community property state, what that really means. Well, not only that, California is what we call a unique state in a sense that it's a no-fault state. For, as you put it in your email, for a simple Joe, no-fault no state means that nobody cares why people get a divorce. All that is required is for one spouse to say, I want it, and I will get it. This is different from some other states which still, as of this day, provide specific grounds for dissolution. For example, New York states that um, cruelty to a spouse is grounds for divorce, which kind of makes sense, but California doesn't need it to be so specific. That's, California that's says that as long as you have irreconcilable differences, you will get your divorce. Now, how many, do you know how many states are actually no-fault states? Is California unique or? I don't have the data. I'm not sure that California is the only state that is a no-fault state, but the term is unique to California. The basic premise is not unique. The definition is unique. Oh, I understand that. I understand that. And um, how many times, and again, we're not going to obviously disclose the confidentiality of, you know, your clients, but we're talking in a very, very general sense. Um, how many people understand that when they come to you and they're very distraught? I'm sure that there are a lot of people who are very emotional and, um, you know, have all kinds of anger and, um, you know, are just very shaken up and the anger makes them think that, you know, they could be get revenge, and you have to kind of be there and just stick to be very, very um, nurturing, obviously, but really have to stick to what the law is about. That is correct and very true. What I have also found, and I'll get back to your question, but preliminarily what I would like to say is that most of the clients who walk through the door, they already have some notion of what the law is about, not necessarily a correct notion, but they do have some knowledge of what exists in California. And thankfully, we are in the 21st century, so we have the Internet to thank for it. Sometimes we have the neighbors to thank for it. Sometimes we have the farmers and the barbers to thank for it, which are not the people that I would want my clients to go for for legal advice to, and that's what I tell my clients. I'm here to provide you with legal advice. Everybody else out there, if you need them, they will hold your hand, but they don't know the law. No, exactly right, and that goes particularly in Los Angeles, where the hairstylist is probably the number one counsel <laughs> to Absolutely. people with means. Um, you know, it's uh, you know they they all seem to want to give advice, and then people are so sure that what the hairstylist is saying is exactly right. I I've seen that in show business a lot. It's very interesting. So. Well, a, a lot of everybody is willing to give advice and the clients are willing to listen. Unfortunately, because when they come to the office, they have a notion 
of what they are perhaps entitled to or what the case is supposed to look like. But I do have to say, and I would like to caution the listeners, that every case is very, very fact-specific. There are no two cases that will have exactly the same outcome. So if for no other reason, whoever is listening, please do not listen to legal advice from your neighbors and friends. That's not what they're for. No, I I think that's very, very true. And if there are concerns, it's really best to... Seek counsel from specialists like Maya Shulman, Edelman, and Seide. And um, you could give your web address. The web address is www.edelman-seide.com. And, again, you can simply Google us by our names. The information is on the website. We're now in Calabasas, moved from Encino, love the new location, and we are happy to consult on any issues that deal with family law, whether it's a divorce, a paternity case, a prenuptial agreement, a postnuptial agreement, adoptions, or anything else that has a connotation that even sounds like family law. So please do call, and we'll be happy to help you. Well, I think I could personally attest to the fact that they are really professional and really great, and um, if it's, even if it's something that has to be handled um, out of state, I'm so impressed that Edelman and Seide and Maya is connected enough to refer you out to counsel in different states if you if you need it. But most importantly, don't talk to your, you know, hair stylist and um, you know your personal shopper or your assistant or your nanny <laughs> of all people who are living in a domestic household about you know. In, in thinking that you're conspiring to do the right thing because you're only going to probably get into deeper water and cause more emotional, unnecessary distress for yourself. So, you know, most people, most people should really know that, you know, resources are available and that people at Edelman and Sighty Law are just terrific. So um, would you say out of all of the... Out of all of the areas that you talked about, all of the capabilities that a family law specialist handles, um, what would you say is the number one, um, you know, the, the number one case that you work on on the most part? Is it, is it all even or is it adoption or is it mostly divorce? For myself personally, adoption is the smallest uh, percentage of my practice um, as far as the rest of my cases are concerned, it's probably more of an even split between divorce cases and paternity cases. And for those who don't know, paternity is a definition of a case where parents of the children had not been legally married. So the same family law issues apply to them, but they're more narrow and they're more direct, if you will, because paternity case is only... Um, encompassing of the issues of custody and support. It has nothing to do with division of assets or spousal support. So it's a more of a direct approach case, if you will. So I have about, I would say, 46 to split at the moment. Uh, It's a lot, and I'm sure, I mean, when it comes to paternity, a lot of the negotiation really has to do with not only um, what the right kind of parenting is for a child, but it, there's also the financial element as well. Absolutely. So, um, you know, that's where DNA, 
um, tests are called for, I suppose you get a lot of instances where there will be, you know, denial <laughs> of biological it is, contribution. It is possible. It is possible. Uh, we do see some of those not as often, or at least not in our practice, but of course it does exist and the DNA tests are the conclusive determination of the paternity issue in a case. But if not most of the time, a lot of times actually, I should say not most of the time, the voluntary declaration of paternity, it's, it's what establishes the case. And then we don't need to go through the lab and having to do the tests and pay for it and having to go that route. So people, when the baby is born, and if it's a paternity case, a social worker is required by law to present a father or a presumed father in the hospital once the baby is born with a form that is called a voluntary declaration of paternity, which, if it's signed, establishes the father for the baby. Okay, now that's when things go right, but when things go wrong, sometimes the father does not want to be as forthcoming. Then there's a lab and the courts, and the courts are open five days a week. So we file a petition for paternity. We ask for a DNA test. The father is compelled by a court order to submit to the testing, and it's not anything as drastic as people watch on TV. Again, love TV, watch TV. Too much TV is not a good idea. Nobody needs to have your blood or hair sample to establish paternity. It's very painless and very quick, and the results are back within a week. All right. Well, it's, um, I, I would imagine that it's pretty em- embarrassing sometimes for a mother who was sure that she, somebody was a father, and then it's determined that there's no biological conclusion. That is also possible. You know, and... so, or, there's, or the DNA is not a match. How um, is it... Is it 100% um, readable and, re- and enforceable? Is there any room for error in terms of DNA testing? Um, hypothetically speaking, there is a room for error, but practically speaking, the room for error is one out of, I believe the latest data was with the recent accuracy test, the room for error is one in 300 million, so it's pretty much non-existent. Oh, it does so, sound that way. Well, listen, we have to take a commercial break, Maya. I told you this would go very, very fast, so stay tuned. Fine. We'll talk more about family law after this commercial break. Thank you. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn 
saleability into profitability with the help of BR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.brpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. BR Public Relations. We do it all. www.brpublicrelations.com. Women in business today face many challenges in advancing their careers and reaching their goals. There are corporate executives, entrepreneurs, and business owners that have made their mark in business. Now you can learn their secrets and tips. Listen to Women Mean Business as your host, Bonnie Marcus, explores how to thrive in the business environment, navigate the workplace, and climb the corporate ladder. Listen live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and effectively promote yourself today. Tune in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's practical, positive solutions for a happy, empowered, and successful life. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in at 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Here's Cindy Rakowitz. We're back, and we're really getting to the nuts and bolts of what happens in family law with managing partner Meyer Shulman from Edelman and Seide. And, Maya, I want to thank you so much. You're so entertaining, and I want to tell the audience that you're not blonde. I'm not blonde at all. I'm the opposite, and thank you for having me on the show. Um, I think I owe the audience an apology. My voice is not what it normally sounds. I came back from New York where I had the most fabulous time of my life, and I was healthy and happy in the 20-degree weather. And when I land in California, I have this laryngitis, and I sound absolutely weird. So I do apologize. Actually, I was going to say you sound really, really, really sexy in a Deborah Winger kind of a way. Well, I wasn't going to say this on the show, but I'll take it. Thank you, Cindy. Very sexy. I, you know, I think that the laryngitis it gives you that extra little, you know, oomph in terms of sexiness and authority. And I think that everybody who didn't know you might have thought that you sounded that way. You sound just fine. You know what? Then I'll keep it. I think you should keep it. I, I think I will. Don't have too much of those candies and matzo ball soup. I think that you should just keep it for a while. It's amazing that when you wrote to me and told me that you didn't get stuck in the East Coast, you managed to go in the middle of the travel nightmare where the whole country stood still and every flight seemed to be backed up from East Coast to West Coast and, and North to South. And you managed to fly into New York in the middle of it and come back with no problems whatsoever. Now, you're connected, Maya. Well, I guess I am. I guess I am. Thank you. I mean, I don't know who you called, and I don't know if you just had, you know, FAA attorney privileges or something like that, but I'm pretty impressed. (laughs) Thank you very much. It wasn't anything this drastic, but, you know, I have people who know people, and they know somebody else, and it just worked out really well. I think think that's terrific, but, again, you sound great, and, you know, new mom to a new puppy, and I'm going to let you describe the puppy again because this is a part of your family, and I don't want to get it wrong. So Abby is a what? 
Abby is a golden retriever, but she is a special color golden retriever because she comes from Europe. So her coat is white English cream, which is not the typical golden retriever color. She, she's not yellow. She's not gold. She's a blonde. As oh, I told you, but real, we, love like her, we love her to pieces, and she's just great. She keeps well, I, I think, very I think busy. Great. You're a very, very proud mama, and I, and I think that's really fantastic. Thank but, you very much. You know, but it's all related to family, so I think it's all relevant. Yes, it is, absolutely. In a very now that, basic you, now, that we did, now that we did talk about our puppy, my puppy, our puppy, in the family law, as of approximately two years ago, and I'm not sure that the listeners know a lot about this particular issue, animals are now being protected in the domestic violence cases. Wait, is that a precedent that, um, is that a law that actually got passed recently because of all of the media coverage of abused animals and Mike Vick and this and that? Um, I'm not sure it has anything to do with Mike Vick. Well, he I was sort of like the, the poster boy. <laughs> well, oh, yes, yes, absolutely. But California law is a unique animal without, before getting to Mike Vick. He's, okay, okay. He's Mike well, Vick. He and his dogs are, you know, let them stay where they are. We don't need them in California. We have a lot of our own people, special people. Right, but right. domestic violence, as of a couple of years ago, provides that animals are going to be protected just as battered men and women are within, well, I, I think within the family law court system. I, I think that's really terrific. And would you, again, I don't know you, I know that you don't know the specific answers, but are, is California unique to this or have other states recognized this law as well? That I don't know. Okay. That, I, can't, I can't give you an answer on this one, but given what I know about California law in general, California seems to be always at the forefront of all the new developments. So I would not be surprised if we're the only ones who do this yet or still. Well, I think, I, I think that's really fabulous. I would imagine, and tell me if I'm wrong, was there a case that was highly emotional where, you know, the dog was taken to court and the judge really said that's it or... You know, how did it, how did, how did it become decreed? Uh, there have been a number of cases where not only spouses were beaten and abused, but the animals were subject to extreme cruelty. And even though we do have the criminal law code sections that provide for punishment of those individuals and their animal safety organizations that take care of that as well, but when all of that happens within the context of a home, I think the legislature, in its wisdom, decided that they might as well protect the animals as well. Well, and I think that's great, and I, and I know that California is also ahead of the curve in terms of pet estates, too. That's correct. And, that is uh, correct. And although I can't take the credit for this one because this is not my area of expertise, I know you have had other experts on your show that would talk about uh, estate planning and probate matters, but, yes, it does exist. And I have had uh, a friend of mine who is a uh, probate attorney, just shared a story with us over lunch a couple of months ago that his client left her entire estate of about $2.5 million to her dog. So that would be one rich dog. It does. And I think that there was, a, there was actually you know, a highly visible case, and as you know, Maya, I can't help 
you know, taking things back to the national news because that's what I do for a living. And I, and I think the, that same probate attorney, tax attorney, you know, mentions the Leona Helmsley case, which sort of made national headlines because yes. she left everything to her dog. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. So that's one of the more visible cases out there. And when people look at it and they think and... You know, on some level, I do understand that you have a puppy, you love her to death, and you have no one else to leave it to, or you have other people to leave it to, but you probably care about your dog more, and that kind of makes sense. I'm not sure that is something I would recommend to my clients, but hey, they have money, they can do whatever they want. And well, I'm, and I'm really glad that four-legged friends are actually recognized. I, you know, it's, you know, it's something that is real, and it's some, and there's certainly kind of real children, they're four-legged children, but they're still children at that, and it's good to know that any kind of abuse or violence against, you know, a living thing is recognized as, you know, being unlawful, and that gives a lot of comfort. Let's talk about two-legged